Hello and welcome to the Inner Bitch, Inner Truth podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jakiri. I'm a naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist, Reiki master, but ultimately an intuitive coach that focuses on the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of health. I help women gain the confidence to use their voice and honor themselves via the Inner Truth Quantum Healing Method. I am super passionate about bringing the big spiritual teachings and lessons down to earth in our everyday lives. And this is the journey that I've gone on myself the past seven years and have also been helping other women go through this as well. And this podcast is a place where I share what those insights are and what my downloads are so that it can help you in your life. Because if there's one big overarching thing that I have learned, it's that all that you need to heal is the present moment if you're awake and paying attention. So I hope that from this podcast, you gain clarity, some understanding, and maybe even some emotional healing around some of the things that you are going through. And one last very important thing before we get to the episode, no matter how terrible you feel about how you have been in the past or how you have been even earlier today, no matter how bad you feel about yourself, I want you to know that you are still worthy of love and that the more that you can lean into loving those parts of yourself that you don't like to see, the more that you can do that, the more love and healing and closer you get to your own inner truth. After all, this is the Inner Bitch Inner Truth Podcast. Befriend your inner bitch to reach your inner truth. All right, now let's take a breath together. And relax your jaw, relax the muscles around your eyes, relax your forehead, relax your ears, feel your shoulders drop down and your arms hang heavy, and let your belly out, and feel your energy sink into this space, and know that you can come back here and do this for yourself at any point in time. All right, let's get to the episode. Hey friends, today I'm going to give you my take on intuition. I firmly believe that we are all intuitive and it's just a skill that we have to develop. And when it really comes down to it, the blocks that actually prevent you from tapping into that skill have to do with your humanness. And it has to do with your emotions and in your mind and being able to focus your mind. So I'm first going to go through just what intuition is for me and how I, how I use my intuition. What actually goes on for me when I'm getting these intuitive downloads and what that experience is like for me. And then I'm going to go into what I think some of the blocks are that could be preventing you from accessing your own intuition and being able to do these things yourselves. So then, you know, of course, if you go through the blocks and you work on that stuff, it's like you get to clear that away and then you're left with this free space of being able to access that intuition. 
So I want to start out by saying that I used to have a really toxic relationship with this work, with spirituality, with intuition, with going to different healers and expecting them to heal me, like to do the work for me so that my life would be different, but that I wouldn't have to change. And I would constantly like look up like different tarot readings and like what's the astrology and I was always looking outside myself rather than going within, rather than sitting with myself and asking myself how I felt, what I wanted, what I wanted to do in any moment, like what action my body wanted me to take. It's like I needed that external validation. And so I do think that a big part of this work is to understand where are you putting your power? Are you putting your power in yourself or are you putting it in other people? Because you have to anchor into you if you're going to access your intuition. So basically the Cliff Notes version of my story is that I woke up to realizing that I was putting all of my energy basically putting my power into all of these other people rather than myself. So I started going down a personal development rabbit hole and really started combining kind of both the spiritual principles and the personal development personal development principles. And I came to like a bigger, fuller picture understanding. And it's that... We are all living within cycles and these cycles are happening so that we can grow and evolve our soul. And any given cycle that we're, that we're living within, there are multiple different vibrational experiences. And when I say vibrational experiences, I mean emotional experiences. So your emotions are what directly impact your vibration. It's like that feeling, that energy of the feeling of your emotion, that's your vibration. So when I say when you align, like you can align to the highest vibrational experience, what that means is that your vibe, like your your energetic state is in a place of inner peace. And again, that's not like inner peace is not is not everything is fine everything is like rainbows and lollipops and butterflies and like life is great inner peace is that you understand that you are fully in a human that you are in a human experience and that hardship is going to happen and if you can not it's not expecting bad things to happen it's expecting life to happen and when hard things come you're able to be with that hard thing and know that it's here to teach you something rather than making it wrong. So that's, okay, I felt like I needed to say that because you can't escape the cycles that you're in, but you can align to the highest vibrational experience, which is that inner peace experience. And that has everything to do with yourself and like your where are you putting your power are you putting your power into yourself are you anchoring into yourself or are you anchoring into other people and the next part of this is something that I'm sure a lot of you have heard the evolve or repeat quotes that come up where it's like 
oh, like if you're not choosing to evolve, then you're choosing to repeat. And I, th- I just want to say that I really dislike the shaming that can happen with those quotes because nothing is linear, you know, like we're in, we're in cycles. It's circle, like circular. And I see it as, you know, we go think about a mountain and if you're climbing and hiking around the mountain to learn a certain lesson and then you get back to that same base camp and they ask you you know did you learn this lesson in in a practical way in your life it will be some sort of hardship comes around where you've been you know really working hard on speaking your truth and you get into a situation where Someone is saying an alternative perspective than you and you feel called to share your perspective and you've been working on, you know, I want to speak my truth. And so you're in this conversation and you have a choice in that moment. Do I want to share openly what I'm feeling, what I think, you know, what's my perspective, speak my truth or do I want to just stay quiet again and just maybe go along with whatever it is that they're saying? So it's like at that moment, you're at that base camp on that mountain and you're being asked, are you going to go around the mountain again to go through different hardships and lessons of learning how to use your voice and to speak your truth? Do we need to go around the mountain again? Or can you you know, speak your truth, understand that you are safe in doing so, And in that instance where you do speak up and that other person is like, huh, that's an interesting perspective. I didn't know that you thought that. And then you prove to yourself that you can do this. You can speak your truth. So then it's like, okay, cool. I'm at this base camp now. Now I can start to scale the mountain and go up because I've passed that quote unquote test. So that's the evolve or repeat um, way that I see it. And... It's like if you can do those things, you're, you are expanding your conscious awareness and you're also anchoring into yourself and you're strengthening your nervous system, which is ultimately strengthening your energetics to be able to hold more light. And now I feel like I'm kind of throwing a lot at you right now, but What I mean by that is the light, like light literally comes in through our crown chakra and we get more light that comes in and activates our body. And there are certain days with the the Schumann resonance, resonance, um, so there are certain days that are called quote unquote portal days. And these days, there's more light coming into earth and there's more light coming into our bodies. And so when there's more light coming into our body, usually it's if if you have wounds that are up for healing, it usually like triggers this cascade of needing to clear out your wounds in order for your body to hold more light. And so you actually will go through like an emotional purging. And so on days where you're having like a really hard time and you're feeling really emotional and you're not quite sure why and you know you're just you're just feeling very uncomfortable and it's reminding you of things in the past and you're like why am I feeling this again? There wasn't even anything happening. Well, 
there's a very good chance that you're it's a day where there's more light coming in your your body your energetic light body your aura is taking on more light and it's basically just clearing out your system so that is really important to keep in mind so that you can one be easy with yourself when those days of having those like emotions that are kind of coming out of everywhere but then two it's like the more light that you have the the higher your conscious the the higher your ability to raise your consciousness is and it's interesting because I'm actually I'm going to be going through a series on here on my podcast about what just like my whole big picture perspective like what is that perspective because I think it's really important to understand how our conscious bodies work and when you can understand like the meta big picture of our light bodies and of our like emotional bodies you can let go of taking things um things that you're feeling just naturally you can let go of taking it so personally and being hard on yourself that you're not feeling good and light and happy every single day (laughs) so and there's a lot of other reasons why but I want to get back to the into intuition conversation so I just really wanted to share that the the evolve and repeat like that's something that um while yes it's true in any moment your choice that you make is evolve or repeating it doesn't have to be this shaming thing because sometimes we need multiple trips around that mountain in order to clear the amount of quote-unquote dense energy which means the dense emotions we need to clear those out of our body because like they're just stuck in there because they've been stuck in there for so long and we like we need like whatever amount of time we're taking we need that in order to clear our system out and you need to have your system cleared out in a to a certain degree in order for you to access your intuition and another thing I want to say here that is like a controversial thing is the empath perspective and now I used to like fully identify as an empath. I I mean, I can feel other people's emotions. I am very sensitive to energies. I'm very sensitive to judgments. And um, I'm just, I'm very sensitive to energies. But I do not identify as an empath anymore because I actually felt that that was extremely... Um, how do I say this in like a, I felt as though I was placing my energy into other people because they were then controlling my emotions. It's like, I would say things like, oh my gosh, like I feel so drained because I was around this person and doing these things and I just like soaked up all their energy and so I had no control there I had no control over how I felt and it's because I identified as an empath because I I I felt that right I felt those things but it's like I almost created this experience for myself where I was taking on this other person's shit when like it done it did not have to be that way and actually the way that I see empaths now is that 
nothing can get into your aura, into your system, unless there's a hole there. And the thing is, our auras are like Swiss cheese with the holes, right? And the holes are there because of our own wounding. So when you're affected by other people and you want to blame them for how you feel, I want you to remember this moment because nothing can get in unless it's coming in through one of your own wounds too. So whatever it is that you're feeling around this person, there's something for you to learn in it. It's not all about them. And actually, when you're in that space of like blaming other people for how you feel and you're not taking any responsibility, you are actually, and, and even if you think that you're thinking about it in like big spiritual terms, you are actually in victim mindset. And I would say that that's a really large shadow within the spiritual community is there's this like, they're low vibe, I can't be around them or like all these things, all the, all the things I want to say, right? That is a shadow aspect of spirituality because no one has control over you besides for you. You get to choose that. So anytime you're blaming other people, you're literally giving your power away. You're giving it away. How can you, like, what can you take responsibility for in that moment rather than, you know, giving your power away because when you take responsibility you actually bring your power back and it also normally leads to once you take responsibility it normally leads to an action that you can take in order for you to feel better all right so now that that foundational work is set I'm going to now talk about the different pillars that I have with intuition. And so the number one thing is an empowered mindset. You get to choose your experience and no matter what you choose, it's cool. It's fine. You know, as long as you are taking responsibility for you and you're not giving your power away. Okay. So that's like a very important piece here and that sometimes requires a consciousness shift. If you're someone who has, for most of your life, been giving your power away, and it doesn't, this, uh, side note, this doesn't mean that you have to do it perfectly. It just means that for a greater percentage of your life, you're, you're in an empowered place. You know, none of us do this perfectly. We're all human, but... Um, if you've been in a place where you're constantly looking at other people and you're giving your power away, this is gonna, this is what I mean where there's blocks and I'm going to get into this, but, um, this might require you going into like doing some deeper work so that you have your power. All right. The second thing here, allow it to unfold naturally. So a little bit about my story is that I, I had a meditation in 2014 where <clears throat> one of my mentors, and this was this was an ND school. This was not any sort of spiritual anything. Um, I was going through a really hard time, and she took me through this meditation, and I started seeing things in my mind's eye. And she was like, "Now you may notice this start to happen or this start to happen," and it it had already happened. And I freaked out and I started like 
bawling my eyes out and I was like, what is happening right now? I am scared what's happening. And then I basically closed the doors on anything like abnormal at the time abnormal and like weird and woo woo I closed the doors on it from 2014 until 2017 and it was 2017 that I went through um a really like hard abusive relationship um got out of that started seeing the shaman started developing my intuition and then it was probably from like 2017 like most of that year and then I mean I'm like it was like 10 months of me starting this journey of like opening up to the woo again before I saw before I ever saw anything and the thing is I started going to these intuition development classes and all these other people were seeing all these things and like they were feeling things and they um felt they like felt things and they could taste things and I was just like oh my gosh like what is happening I want to do this I've done it before why can't I do it again and I was like so forceful about it I just like I needed it to happen I needed it and I basically became obsessed with trying to make this happen and I would like meditate for a long time and like do these hypnosis on myself and and doing like psychedelics and like all this stuff. I was try- I was trying so hard to get back to that place that I had been. And I was being hard on myself because I had already been there. Like, why was it so hard for me to do again? And so that's the 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 second thing here is allow it to unfold naturally because it wasn't until I was like, you know what, like this is too much. I am way, I feel way too like strangling of this. Like I I could feel my energy be literally just like constricting myself. And so I was like, okay, hands up, I'm done. I'm literally like, I'm just gonna live my life. I'm gonna do what I'm called to do. I'm gonna start this Reiki training and I'm just going to allow it to unfold. And it wasn't until I made that decision that I, I mean, and I'm sure that that decision was made and it was like weeks later or something where I was in my Reiki training class and it was level one, my very first attunement. I was in this group of people and I remember like something just kind like I was like re-inspired and like something shifted for me that day. And the very first time I was working on someone, I started feeling things and seeing things. And all like, it was literally like, oh my gosh, everything that I've been waiting for this whole time, it's happening. It's happening right now. But then I started getting so into my head and like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing this right now. I can't believe that like this is happening and there's this vine wrapping around my arm right now. And I'm seeing this ant crawl down this guy and like, all this stuff is happening and my mind was going nuts. So that is the third pillar is having a calm mind because it's almost as if I was so excited that it was happening that it's like I had two different channels on in my mind at one time. One that was the intuitive part of me that was experiencing these things and then the other part of me was the one 
that was like observing all of this happening and narrating all of it. And I had to learn how to calm the narrating mind down and allow the intuitive mind to get louder and become stronger and to basically to hold that focus. And the thing is, this happened for a long time where I really, really had to work on calming my mind. And it's something that even now, even now, sometimes I have to like, like when I'm getting a lot of information at one time I'm and I'm seeing a lot and experiencing a lot I'm like oh my gosh like this is so cool da, da, da. and it's like that voice I don't think that voice ever truly went away or goes away because that's you that's part of your humanness but the key is in being able to turn the volume down and up on the different channels that are kind of going on so I think this is actually something that will take some time to develop because of course you're going to be excited when if you've been waiting to like see and feel and experience these things of course you're going to be excited when it happens and unless you're doing some other kind of like spiritual work where you're shifting your focus of the different channels of what of what the voices are in your mind unless you're really doing that work already like it's going to be very pronounced when you start to experience these things. So I think that that's just kind of a normal thing that happens. And it's also a way to just help you with your focus. And basically it's when you get down to it, it's your meditative abilities. You know, like for me, the way that I see meditation is it's just a a focus tool that you have within yourself and it, I mean, it's the, it's the, I guess it's the act. It's not the tool. It's the, um, like when you meditate, what you're doing is you're shifting your focus and you're holding your focus. And so you're training yourself to hold focus. So when you're intuitively getting the, this information, it's like, okay, how can I calm down that mind, the mind a narrator voice and turn up the volume of the intuition and so that's it's like your meditative practice is what's really going to help you with that with that all right so the fourth pillar here for your intuition is that your intuition is not outside of your lived experience for so long I thought that my intuition was going to be something where it was like such a stark difference like I always heard about people seeing things and I'm like well like is it actually there or is it like like what is it like how how do you actually like see things you know like how are you seeing it and I was always so confused about what that experience actually felt like for people so I want to do a little exercise with you right now to show you the way that I see intuition, the way that I see different things in my mind's eye. And to get you to kind of understand that, you know, it's, there's, you have, you you have many different sensory um, tools available to you than you probably realize. So right now, with your eyes open, I want you to imagine your childhood home, like a, a good memory, from your childhood home of the kitchen, of the kitchen in your childhood home. 
So with your eyes open, just see that kitchen. And so you'll notice that you're looking, you're, you're with your eyes open, you're looking at whatever is around you. But you're also in your third eye, you're seeing that kitchen. It's still there. It's a real experience. And now if you're not seeing it, there are some people that don't have that like seeing ability in the third eye. And I'd say that I used to not see it either. And it was actually through working with a shaman that I was able to uncover what was blocking my chakra. Like I had, I had a lot of shame and walls built up around my chakra and I had to work through that with the shaman that I worked with. So if you're not seeing things, then there could be something else going on. But I do think that a majority of people will be able to see this. So uh, that's how I see things in my mind's eye. It's like I'm, when I'm working with a client, I, they'll be talking to me and I will get images that kind of pop up and those images will turn into a movie. And I'll get these different uh, aspects and these different energetic dynamics. Oh gosh, Reese is going nuts. So as I'm working with people, I get these, these images in my third eye, just like what you're seeing with your the childhood kitchen. It's like I will see that as I'm looking at them, I'll see different things coming in about the energy that they're in. And based on what I'm seeing and how the movie is kind of playing out for me, I ask questions based on that. And it kind of adds and develops the energetic story and then I'm able to see where they need insights or where a certain question could really open them up and get them to see a whole new perspective or you know like yada 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 like that is how it works for me and the the reason I say intuition is not outside of your lived experience is because like that is happening in real time right but I have attuned myself to pay attention to the images that my third eye gives me. I've, I've really developed that skill to pay attention and to know whatever it is that the images that I get, I've, I've put meaning to those images. And so I want to share a really funny way that my intuition will speak to me because a lot of the time it comes through uh, different animals and elements, um, different like nature scenes. That's a lot of how I get understanding. And it's because I'm outside a lot. I love to hike. I love to go for walks. I love to pay attention to nature. So that is a way it's like when I'm going on those walks and doing those things, I'm paying attention to what nature is kind of showing me. And I put meaning to nature when I'm on walks. So then I take that same meaning and I apply it to the images that my intuition gives me when I'm working with someone. And it's like that same meaning can be placed to those images so that I'm able to better help people. So a really funny way that my intuition has spoken to me is during Reiki training, I was binging the show Vikings and 
I'm, you know, doing my, my Reiki training and my intuition started showing me all these like Viking images and movies. And I was just like laughing because that's how my intuition was like syncing up with me in my life because I was binging that show. So it like synced up to what I was up to and it gave me the messages first from something that was like relevant. So if you're, if you were to be judgmental of that, it would have been like, oh my gosh, like, why am I thinking about this show right now? Like why, you know, like we're here, we're supposed to be doing spiritual stuff. And it's like, no, like I took it and I ran with it and I'm like, okay, what, why is this coming up right now? What is this trying to show me? And if you let things unfold, Again, this goes back to that sunken pillar. Allow it to unfold naturally. If you see these images and you let it, just let it play out. Don't, because this is another thing that I used to do. I used to jump on to every little image that I would get and I like jump onto it and I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm seeing this thing. What does it mean? I need to look up, whatever. And I would like, basically squeeze I would like squeeze the shit out of that image in that in intuitive hit without it allowing to develop and tell me what it needed me to know so the more I dropped into calming my mind in allowing the images in the video to kind of run the more that I did that the more I understood that the video will show me the picture it will show me I just have to calm down, drop into my heart, and allow whatever it is to be very confusing in the beginning, but to trust that the story will develop and that the intuitive information that I'm needing, it will come. I just have to be patient. And I think the other thing to really understand here is that this is the way that I have set up my intuitive relationship with myself. And it's the way that I like it just came naturally to me and I kind of um, it kind of all unraveled and um, presented itself really. I just followed what my body was naturally giving me and I let it be okay. I didn't make it wrong that I wasn't getting you know, whatever it was, I guess I don't even know what I'm fully trying to say here, except for I know that I can foresee people being like, okay, this is the way that intuition works. And it's only this way. And I just want to say other intuitives may have different ways that their intuition comes to them and different ways that they have a relationship with their own intuition. So it all just kind of depends on what is the relationship that you create with yourself and how do you want that relationship to look because there's many different ways and i think that until you start to tap into the different abilities that you naturally are called to within yourself until you start to open up to that see what you actually have available to you and then once you start really you know going down those paths see what feels good for you you know I will say that my the way that I do mine is very 
um, I guess I want to say like laissez-faire. Like I really, I just, I really cannot stress enough to not force your intuition. Like you cannot, you know, if you want an intuitive hit about something, you have to allow, you have to put the intention out there that you want an intuitive impression of whatever it is and then allow because if you try to force yourself to have an intuitive impression it it's not going to be good <laughs> for one it's probably not going to come you're probably blocking yourself the the reasoning behind why you need that intuitive hit is going to be blocking it because whatever for whatever reason that need is probably an emotional anchor that you need to actually address first and then then your intuition will allow you to um, see it and learn from it. All right, so now the fifth and final pillar of intuition from my perspective is that the ability to center yourself and to understand your own baseline is everything. And that's because so often, I, you know, I truly believe that we all have all of the clear everything. We have all the clairs. And so if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's all these different ways that our intuition can speak to us. And I'm actually going to read what one of my favorite, uh, like, intuition psychic development books I'm going to actually read what the author says about the clairs in here but if you want to know what book I'm reading it's Psychic Witch a metaphysical guide to meditation magic and manifestation by Matt Oren and so how you spell that is A-U-R-Y-N M-A-T first name last name A-U-R-Y-N and so he says that with extrasensory perception Sight becomes clairvoyance, touch becomes clairtangency, taste becomes clairgustance, hearing becomes clairaudience, and smell becomes clairalience. Among the clairs, one may also have clairempathy, psychic emotional experiences, clairsentience, psychic physical sensations within the body, and claircognizance psychic knowing and so I truly think and I'm pretty sure that he says in this book too it's been a while since I read this part of it but um, I'm pretty sure that we all have the ability to to develop any one of these clairs what is important is that you are intentional about developing it like that's all that's required is your intention to develop it and it will develop So why I think that the ability to center yourself and to understand your baseline within your human, like your human density form baseline is because when like anytime I'm going into a client call, I do a quick meditation beforehand and I really get grounded into, into my energy because as soon as I'm coming in contact with them, 
I am opening myself up to their energy and my body will start to feel the emotions that they're feeling. I start to pay attention to where the density is within their body. I can feel it in my body. But if I did not first take a baseline and if I if I wasn't good at really anchoring into myself, it would be hard for me to know what is mine and what is theirs. And not that that's like, okay, that's okay, you know. But the thing is, if I'm using that tool of, of mine, of feeling into what they're feeling, I use that to like move the session along and I know then when to pause and allow them to feel the emotion that's coming up for them. Like I, I use that ability. So I think that it's just really important that especially like if you're going to be using your intuition to work with other people or to like understand things about I don't know, life, like you need to have that baseline first and then go into your intuition and call on different things and kind of open it up there, okay? But I will say that I have some rules for myself when it comes to intuition and I feel like this is a really good spot to say these rules. And the thing is I do not read people unless I have permission. And this also, this goes back to like the empath thing that I was talking about where if you're, because a lot of the time, a lot of the people I have met that identify as an empath, they are constantly trying to read other people. And the way that I energetically see that is that they're stretching their own energy out. And it's almost like they're like, they're not, they're, they are fully open. They are open. They are allowing themselves to let energy in. They are allowing themselves to shove energy out onto people. Like, and they're most likely fatigued and drained. And, um, like they're, it's like they're constantly trying to like take intuitive readings on people because they want, that's like their, that's what they identify with. And so I think when you're constantly doing that, you're mixing your energies all up and you're not get your one not getting a clear read and two I mean maybe that's not true I I, as soon as I said that I'm like that mm." because I have met many people who are in like a dense energy where they've given their power away who are like very very talented psychics so I don't want to say that but I will say that if you're feeling drained and if you're constantly trying to read people, you're exposing too much of your energy. Like rein it in, pull it back in, get permission to read people's energy and go from there. Um, I just, I think that there's a lot of people that get freaked out by that. And I've met people who just go up randomly to other people and they're like, blah 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 blah. here's an intuitive reading and that freaks people out it's like why would you why would you do that (laughs) but anyway and actually I want to point something out because I I think I do know why they do that and I think it's because a lot of well I don't want to say a lot of people I'm going to stop using generalizations I think that the people that I've met who do not ask for permission but instead just read everyone and give everyone the reading I think one 
they want to feel special and powerful and they want people to know that they're an intuitive. So they actually get power, they get esteem, they get self-esteem and confidence in themselves from giving someone an intuitive reading that's correct, even if that person didn't ask for it. It's like a power pump for them. But then two is that they think that if they were to shut it off and to only take a reading on people when they got permission, that they would never get impressions then. It's like they don't trust themselves to be able to turn it on and to turn it off. It's like they need it to be on all of the time. And I'll say that that's, that's not, it's like if that's the relationship that you're building with your intuition is that it always has to be on and that you always have to give impressions, go ahead and do whatever you want to do. It's your life. I'm not going to tell you how to live it. I will say that people will get frustrated with you and I think that it is a invasion of privacy. It's an invasion of privacy and I don't think that it's ethically okay to do that. Um, yeah, that's so that's my rule for myself is I only read on people that I have permission from. And so I'm actually, I'm not going to go into the blocks on this podcast. I will record another podcast. I'll put it out next week about the different blocks that could be keeping you from accessing this part of your intuition. I'm going to wrap this one up by sharing just some of the ways that I do use my intuition. I have already shared that when people, when clients are, when I'm on a call with them and they're explaining something to me about a hardship that they're in or like a situation that they're experiencing, I will see those images and those images will develop into a movie and it kind of plays out and I'm able to understand the energetic dynamic that they're in and from there I'm able to ask questions or say things that can kind of just collapse whatever it is that they're in which gives them a whole new perspective on the situation or even will go into one of my healing sessions where I'm doing distance energy work and they are in a guided meditation doing like basically they're under hypnosis and I'm guiding them through my, my, my process and as that's happening I'm using my intuition to do distance energy work and so what this looks like is I will I'll either feel things on my body and I'll put energy there with different frequencies um, via my intention and uh, I guess something a way to explain this is this is something I learned from the shaman and it's I'll like feel this I'll feel the area that's calling me and I'm like okay like what's here and sometimes I'll see um, like sand and it's really dusty and airy and there's just like it's so it's so dry and it needs water it needs a water uh, element to heal it and so what I'll do is I will kind of rub my hands together and put the intention of a water frequency into my hands and I'll put that over my body where I'm feeling it in their body and I'm kind of holding there and that will like soften things out and I'll see it's like I'll see like a desert storm like fading and then it's all of a sudden it's turning into this like beautiful rainforest and it's calm and I'm seeing sunshine and 
then there's like a prairie and then I'm seeing this like beautiful meadow with all these flowers and um, it's like okay then that one's all that whatever that was is healed up now all right let's go back where else do they need me and then I'll go to a different area and it's something else and maybe this area is just like a bunch of dead logs and it's like there's just like it's just dead it's burnt it's not burnt up it's um it's just dry dead logs in this field and there's all these dead trees around and this place needs fire so that the fire can allow for new growth to happen and so then I'll do the same thing I'll rub my hands together I'll put that put it on my body where I feel it and I'll put the element of fire into that point and basically then I see the logs like they light up and then all of a sudden it turns to this like dark black um, soil and earth and then I see it like remineralizing and then all of a sudden there's new life growing out of that dead stuff and it's like that's how I'll do the energy work and that same principle is what I will do when I'm with people in person as well so uh, I haven't worked with people in person since I moved to Colorado but I do plan on doing that and that's a lot of what that work is too is it's I'm I'm able to touch the body and so it's more hands-on and I think it's actually just more calming for people even though the I, I truly believe that the energy medicine that I do in person and distance it's just as effective and I've had a client that was really resistant she did not like that I moved to Colorado because she couldn't see me in person and we did a distance call while I've been here and she was like oh my gosh like that felt so good it felt like you were here with me I could feel you in my energy I actually like this was so good it was so much better than I ever could have expected so I do think that it's just as powerful but it's probably maybe a little more relaxing being in person because you get that physical touch if you're not as attuned to your own energy body but um yeah so I mean that's the the inside scoop behind my intuition and I think really all that I'm called to share right now um just I kind of did a quick pause and was like is there anything else I want to share and um I guess there is one exercise that I did once in a group setting that completely shocked the hell out of me because I always wanted to see auras and I would like practice seeing auras (laughs) and even now like I can see the outline of like a light body around people but I cannot see the colors but there was this one exercise I did in a group and I'm going to share it with you so that you can you can attempt to do this on your own with um with some of your friends because you're going to need another person sitting across from you that you know so that you can read their aura but basically what it was is I was I was actually at a conference and um, the the teacher had a candle in the middle of us all being in a circle. So we were sitting in a circle around this candle. And he was like, just like your job right now is to stare at the flame. Just stare at the flame. So I, and like without blinking. And so that's what we did. We sat there in the circle and we stared at the flame. And a couple minutes go by. 
I'm literally tears. Like I'm crying. My eyes are burning from staying open. And I'm thinking, you know, like there's no way. Like I'm about to close my eyes. Like I can't do this. I can't do this. And I'm, there's this other voice inside that's like, no, like keep going, keep going. What are you going to get out of this? What are you going to see? And so I like was able to keep them open. And all of a sudden, I saw the auras of everyone across from me. And it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like the typical auras that you see like pictures of where there's all these different colors like in different spots. I saw a literal rainbow coming out from around them. Like each of them had a rainbow around them. And I was so excited in that moment. But thankfully, I had calmed that mind narrator voice down enough to where I could enjoy the experience. And I held that experience. I held that vision for a while. And it was the coolest freaking thing. And so that that is something that you could do yourself is like take a candle and have a friend sit on the other side. So you're opposite each other, looking at each other. But look at the candle flame, focus on the candle flame and just look at it as long as you can. Just stare at the candle and see, you know, see how long you can stare at it. It's going to get very uncomfortable. It's not going to feel good. You're going to want to quit. Keep going and your consciousness will rise above your human eyesight and you will get into a space of being able to see auras. So yeah, that's a cool little exercise you can do. I would love to know what you think about this. If you are interested in learning more about how to create an intuitive relationship with yourself, let me know. Like this is something that I, I mean, I've been doing this since 2017. And so for me, it's just kind of like, yeah, like this is just what I do. And, you know, like I don't really think about like really teaching other people how to do it. And, um, I don't know. I just, but if I've actually had a friend that has this woman's group that they wanted to learn how to do this. And so she asked me to go on and I had such a fun time teaching. So if this is something that you like want more of and to understand, I would love to know that because I would love to be able to teach you if, if it's something you're into. Um, it would be a learning process because like I said, I've never done this before, but I know that there's many different ways to go about teaching and creating a intuitive relationship with yourself but it all goes back to the basics and I think a lot of it a lot of it has to do with getting out of your own way and um, getting through the blocks so be sure that you tune in to next week's episode where I'm going to talk about the different blocks that can be blocking your intuition because it's like once you can clear that out new light comes into your system you raise your consciousness level and you have a better access point to your intuition all right so send me an email if you're interested let me know what you think about this send this to a friend that you think would enjoy it and leave me a rating and review on whatever podcast platform that you're listening from So I am sending you so much love. This was such a fun episode. I can't believe it's already almost been an hour. 
I am excited to see you next week. All right, sending you love. Thank you.